0: been waiting to hold off on our gender reveal until this moment.
1: Yeah. Just driving everyone insane.
0: Yeah. I mean, I told my work I'm leaving because uh, we have our big ultrasound today where we're going to find out the gender. So I showed back up there all like, what are you going to have? What are you going to have? I'm like, I don't know. We're going to reveal it on our podcast tonight. <laughs> And I, my parents don't even know. I didn't even tell them we had an appointment. like Because yeah. appointment I I know,
1: everybody knows in my family. My sister keeps, like, asking me every hour. I'm surprised she hasn't texted me as we're doing this.
0: Yeah. And so, what are your thoughts?
2: I'm
1: pretty convinced they're boys. Okay. But, but I will say, I want... I would really like to see you with little girls.
0: Yeah. So, I would love girls. I'll love any of... Obviously, any of them. Um, my family is just all boys, so um
1: and mine was all girls early, so
0: it'll be kind of a yeah it's going to be kind of yeah. a, a toss-up yeah and the other thing is we uh so some things we've tried looking at like those wives tales and the wives tales are across the board on everything yeah. that we have yeah they both have high heart rates um but then uh, there's other things that show like, i'm they're,
1: sitting, lo- they're they're sitting low. they're sitting low so
0: um let's do it let's find out are you ready to find oh, us oh out? yeah okay. for sure So, I'm going to let Megan open this up. Heck
1: yeah. Priscilla, what do you think we're having? What are we having, baby? And the
0: verdict
3: is...
0: They folded that up.
1: They did. They didn't want us peek in.
4: Girls! We're having girls! Oh, wow. Awesome. Mm -hmm.
0: That's awesome,
4: Priscilla. We're
1: having baby girls. Aww. poor dad. He's gonna be the only man in the house. Yeah. Isn't that true? Aww. How about that?
0: <laughs> That'll be good. Yeah, I'm excited. You—that's a surprise. That is a, definitely a surprise, but that's exciting. I was convinced there were boys because you said, or the the lady doing the insta or the, not the Instagram the sonogram this afternoon. I don't know if you caught it, but she was saying something. She's like, oh, and his shoulders, right there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, great. She just ruined oh, it. Oh,
1: I didn't see that. I
2: didn't hear that.
0: Oh, and so. And then this was like the worst one because I kept looking away whenever they went near the midsection because I didn't want to see like man parts or lady mm-hmm. parts because I said, oh, they're very definitive today. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah.
1: So we should probably wrap this up because, like, I got to call the mom and the sister and it's, like, almost 830 there.
0: Yeah, no, we will. So um, we'll catch everyone next week with another um, episode of our podcast. We're going to just call it the Twinning Podcast. Yeah, because we
1: are... Twinning. Twinning.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So um, thanks, everyone, for listening and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Welcome to another episode, a special episode. Special of the Twinning Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Megan. And as you could hear, um, the first clip, that was uh our gender reveal at the very beginning of this podcast. Yeah. Remember that?
1: I totally thought we were having boys.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, but it's been kind of fun and so with today, you know, or this time we are recording this on New Year's Eve, but um, we decided to put together like an end of year recap of the twinning podcast, and yeah. we threw some older stuff in from the year before, just because we didn't have time last last New Year's Eve to put together a best of. So
1: we were joking like to, we didn't stay up for the ball drop. We knew that, but I think we actually were awake when the ball was dropping because we were feeding the girls. Yeah, so I it's think like you're one right. of their like midnight feedings. Mm-hmm. So that kind of sucked.
0: Yeah. So it's. Yeah, so this is kind of a fun little episode where we look back on some of the fun excerpts and fun episodes we've had, some Mm -hmm. of the um, tougher ones. Yeah. But importantly, let's open a bottle of wine. Yeah. And tonight, it's not real. It's not wine, is it? Wine?
1: I don't know. It's not champagne either. I don't know what the difference is between. Is it prosecco? Yeah.
0: Prosecco. But it's a product of Italy, so it's not from Champagne. And only Champagne can become from Champagne, France. Oh, that's
1: right! I forgot about that.
0: So, but being that this is our end of year celebration, getting us ready for 2018, um, and being New Year's Eve, we're not Champagne drinkers or Don't bubble. Put drinkers. a hole in our
1: ceiling, please. But
0: <laughs> we're gonna have some bubblies on face. this sh- during this podcast. So here, let me try to open this. Have you ever done this before? Mm -hmm. I know the one thing is not to look at it.
1: And don't shake it.
0: Oh, it's really cold. I hope that doesn't do anything.
1: Watch out for the light.
0: Ten bucks if I get a light? No.
1: (gasps) No fat tire bike for you then.
0: The suspense is killing (laughs) me. (laughs) I don't want this thing to like kill me. All right. Let's see how this is.
5: I'm
1: not a huge champagne fan. So Why? I don't know. And we're not even drinking it in champagne glasses. Totally out of wine glasses, but whatever.
0: But they're good wine That's how glasses. how
1: we roll here at the Twinning Podcast.
0: Yeah. So let's see. This is a that Prosecco. Not bad. That really isn't that bad. No. It's got a nice little chill to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Couldn't drink too much of it.
0: No. That's why I went to the store to see if I could get, like, a small bottle. I think they used to sell small bottles of champagne, but it's only good for a glass. I mean... Yeah. If you're not mixing it with orange juice in the morning...
1: Yeah, why didn't we do that on our vacation? I
0: don't know. We should have.
1: Dumb Yeah.
0: We didn't have any mimosas. Oh, well. Let's get the show so on the, the road. what's
1: the next episode you got there for us?
0: So, this next um, clip is going to be from episode 17, mm-hmm. and we... Actually, this is from 2017. It was recorded right at the beginning of January, um, and it was kind of a little bit of a recap of our NICU stay and the birth of the kids. Yeah. So uh, here we go. Here's the recap of or from episode 17. I mean, if people follow us on Facebook or um, check out our website, they obviously know, but our babies are home.
1: Yeah, they are. They've been home for um a week tomorrow.
0: Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. So I want to... Well, first off, we recorded an episode of the podcast about four days ago. Yeah. And then stupid Speaking me... Speaking of Dad Brain. Dad Brain forgot to save it. And I mean, instantly... That's a
1: really great episode. You guys would have really liked
0: it. Yeah, that one will go back into the like, lost archives. Yes. Somebody will find it on the cloud or something. Yeah. But it just erased off of our computer while we were having dinner before I posted it, and uploaded it. And I was like, oh. yeah. And I mean, taking it like an hour out of our time right now is this, it seems like so much work. You know, just with everything that's going yeah. on. Yeah.
1: Should do it during a feeding
0: session. Oh, uh, that's a lot of multitasking at once right yeah. now. Maybe like down the road. Pupping and
1: feeding
0: and feeding. crying and tooting. And, uh, <laughs> oh, it toots. Oh. Uh, But let's start, let's go back a little bit. So, we spent, our baby spent 21 days exactly, three weeks in the NICU. They did. Um, You obviously spent a lot more time there than I did. Um, What are your final thoughts of our NICU stay, or the baby's NICU stay?
1: Um... I thought it went as well as it could have been. I mean, things were really hard at first. I remember that first day that I came into the NICU that you weren't there that Monday morning, and I bawled. Yeah. I was bawled. Just um, sad for the babies? Yeah. or Scared? Sad that that was the reality that we were going to go through mm-hmm. for a while. Um, we've been tearing up now thinking about it. Um... But I think, like, the stay at the NICU was awesome. The nurses were awesome. The, I mean, the, the staff in general was awesome. And, you know, they kept making the comment, and I don't know if it's like this at all times of year or just over Christmas, but they kept making the comment of, you know, it's really hard to be in the NICU at Christmas. Um, so we're trying to make it as good as we can. Um, so, like, I mean, we got, like, people were, so many people were, or groups were doing things like bringing in meals and, you know, things to make our lives easier. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, there was a couple meals that were provided. Um yeah. A lot of, like, what do you want to call those, care packages or yeah, goodie bags? Yeah, we got bags. quite a
1: few care packages, which was great. It kind of makes me want to give back to... Absolutely. Um
0: what would you want to give back?
1: I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think for me, the...
0: I mean, we the... got everything, like going back for it, we got everything from meals, mm-hmm. like catered meals from nice restaurants in Madison, mm-hmm. to blankets made by church ladies.
3: Yep.
0: Um, we got lots of hats. We got, like, goodie bags. We even got a gift card to Subway, yeah. which was awesome. Just, I mean... Stuffed animals yeah. books,
5: I think
1: the thing for me, I think like the groups that like brought in a meal, so we didn't have to think about that that day or go out to lunch that day, yeah. um because I mean not only is not only are you not in a mindset to think about okay, let me pack a lunch for a particular day, but like it's expensive being in the NICU not just the bill for the NICU stay but like the you're eating out once or twice a day and you're you know you're doing stuff like that so I think those would be more of the things that I would gravitate towards because like the packet the little care packages were great but mm-hmm. I think the like somebody taking the time to cook a meal or you know bringing cookies or yeah, yeah that's Those are more of the things that I would like to do.
0: And we know a handful of people that have been through this specific NICU. Yeah. You know, so maybe that's something to reach out to them. Yeah. And try to get things going. Yeah. I mean, because it's everyone that we know have had a fairly successful stay there. So. Yeah. Um, I thought it was also great talking with the moms the graduates of NICU babies, like hearing their stories, you know, that first week we went to that support group or whatever you want to call it. And there was a, an Asian lady with her baby. And she was like, the baby was a chunky baby walking Mm -hmm. around chunky. And she said that her baby was born, what? 25 weeks, 20, 25, 24, 25 weeks. And was one and a half pounds. And she spent like 83 days in the NICU and now she is perfectly fine. Right. And I mean, she had a lot of spunk and just that kind of was my moment when I kind of was like, okay, things are going to be all right. <music> all right. And uh, what you looking at?
1: I'm looking for the other wine bottle or other champagne bottles we've got. I think they're, I see them.
0: Just staring at our wine collection. Yeah. I'm like, not we're... in the wine cellar. Yeah. Well moving on. Um the next segment. We
1: didn't we have to tell them what kind of prosecco well, that we're having. Oh yeah, it's like it's cupcake like, brands. It's a cheap brand. But, yeah.
0: but it's not bad. No it's and it has the Doc G label on it, so it is a authentic product of Italy. Mm-hmm. And, like, we were just saying, you know, it was pretty good. Smart you sound when you say I do. (laughs) And this pairs well with whitefish and, I know. Yeah. Whatever. um, Moving the show on, uh, this next part is when we talked with Carrie from Twins Traveling. That was a good conversation we had with her. And um, you were just asking, like, what was the one. Yeah you know and we took several tips from yeah her.
1: and we keep talking about it like we were we're talking about getting a new car and we're talking because like i asked her at one point i was like what kind of car do you have and she's like i have a minivan because yep. we can open the doors on the sides and then your kids don't throw the door into the um like in the parking lot into another car Hmm. so
0: and that's in that um yeah. in this episode that we're yeah. talking so and then, but what, what's the other one thing? we
1: use is the one we got the, I think we got the same exact strollers as her. Mm-hmm. And then we, well, we also have a twin, a double stroller, but. Uh, the travel stroller. Yep, she the travel about. strollers. And then we have the clips with it. Like she had indicated which really worked well when we were on vacation this yeah. year. Where you can clip the yeah. two strollers together. Yeah. And then it doesn't take up as much room in your car. Yeah.
0: So. so this next part is with Carrie. Uh, from Twins Traveling and it's episode 24 on the Twinning Podcast. Enjoy.
5: So, we kind of base a lot of our traveling around the kids' schedule. Mm -hmm. So, for us, they have their longest sleep overnight. And the way I see it, if you are traveling during the day with kids that are eating every three hours, Mm -hmm. you are basically stopping every three hours for an hour. Yeah. At the time that you get everyone changed, fed, burped, just set together, back in the car seat and go. It's, it's probably about an hour to do that whole thing for the two kids. And that can really almost double your travel time. So if we're going to be taking a 12-hour drive, it would probably take us 20 hours to do. Oh, just not feasible. Yeah. But if we did it overnight, you know, once... Because we waited until the kids were sleeping a little more. They weren't eating every three hours overnight anymore. We could do... You know, they were you know, theoretically going most of the night without eating. Wow. My daughter actually slept through the night without eating around, I think it was eight or nine weeks. Oh, wow. Um am you know, It took yeah. my son until 14 months, <laughs> but that's another story. <laughs> you know, it didn't... Yeah, a whole other story with him, but... Mm-hmm. You know, he would wake up maybe if in the car he would sleep better yeah. too. So we would be able to travel further. We could get about halfway there, stop, he would he would wake up, we'd change him, we'd feed him, throw him back in the car and we'd drive the rest of the way. Okay. And it, it made a twelve hour drive instead of a twenty hour drive and it's just you know, sure it was more difficult because we were tired, but one of us could sleep. One mm-hmm. of us would drive.
0: Yeah. And what kind and of you, it, it just what made
5: kind of... way more sense than driving
0: what kind of vehicle driving do you guys have like just wondering
5: we now have we have the minivan you do we do we had a, a Toyota Highlander so it was a I don't know mid-size SUV I guess you would call it I'm not quite sure mm-hmm. it was huge but it was it was large and with our long drives packing up the two kids the two pack and plays with so this so that the other everything plus our 50 pound dog we ran out of space and we needed something that just was a, maybe a better use of space yeah and we found that in the minivan. plus those sliding doors you just can't beat the sliding door.
0: <laughs> yeah we're, I, think, I, I
5: had you know nightmares my kids once they got a little bit older like slamming open the door into every single
0: car next to us <laughs> oh yeah that's true oh, and I'm
5: like you know and plus when the kids are little and you're trying to get the, the car seat in the car when you've got them in the bucket mm-hmm. and someone parks right next to your car, what do you do? Yeah.
0: Right. That's very true. So, um. yeah, that's kind of, um, you know, that was our, we bought our car right. I think right before we found out. we Yeah. Were, it was
1: like a month before we found out we were pregnant.
0: And then, <laughs> and so now we have twins and now we can't fit in the back seat with them. <laughs> Cause our, yeah. the, the small SUV and it's just like, ugh. and so, um, but it, when it's, I'm glad you mentioned that night traveling because that's kind of where Megan and actually were talking about too. Right. We ha- um we're gonna be driving to Louisville for Easter, which is about an eight hour drive normally, and so we're gonna plan on doing it like work that day. I'll work that day and then um, pack up and then probably go yeah, around seven pretty, kl- six.
1: Well, I'd say we'll probably leave right after work and yeah. then feed them right before we leave because they're eating every four hours now. Yeah, so. We can start, okay. Stop so twice. you can do
5: about half and half. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Without, yeah. Stop at and at it. And it gets stop. tough again. I mean, you know, <laughs> wherever works, wherever yeah. you need to do. Yeah. It, it gets tough again when they start moving more because they want to not be in the car seat the whole time. Right. They want to get out and crawl around too. And then, it, then you're stopping to feed them, but also to let them crawl around. But where do you let them crawl around? You don't want them crawling around in a truck stop,
0: yeah. right? Yeah. God no. Oh. So
5: it. It's a whole other set of, of issues to think about,
0: front. So, this next episode that we are going to have a little tidbit from talks about our little encounter with what I call a crack whore. Did
1: you actually call her a crack whore? I don't in know. The that's a
0: re- There's a longer, listen, uh, longer I mean, I, I, name I, that I gave her. Yeah. Do you? I remember it like it was yesterday.
1: Oh, yeah. I didn't see the track marks on her arms, but I. Like, just, like, would not leave our table. Yeah. It and was, we were, like, in a corner, too, so she, like... Out of the way like,
0: from anybody, so nobody could see us. But
1: then, like, when she was standing there, she was kind of, like, you felt like you couldn't escape it.
0: Yeah. It was tough. It was weird. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it was with your dad, and uh, stepmom, and then with my parents as well, mm-hmm. and everyone was just kind of weirded out by the whole situation. Yeah, and she touched them. Yeah. Oh, she touched them. Don't ever touch my baby's crack whore.
3: <laughs> okay, maybe All right, not.
0: This is episode twenty-eight from the Twinning Podcast. So, our kids were introduced to what best can describe as hepatitis-carrying drug addicts <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> oh, yes. So we ran into a very interesting situation
1: while at lunch
0: with my parents and your dad and stepmom mm-hmm. we all decided to go out to eat um at this restaurant it's like a brew pub and it was like what 12 12 30 wasn't that wasn't much later than that no and we were sitting in the back we had like our own area which was great because um, there were what six of us two babies mm-hmm. and all of a sudden this like cracker comes she, I don't think she was. Let, we'll get to the details. Um, she
1: was definitely cracked out.
0: The horror part I'm not too certain about. But she comes up with her husband who looks like a Harley rider, which is fine. But he was like intimidate, a little intimidating, you know. But No, oh,
1: I didn't think he was intimidating.
0: Well, I just I didn't know what to do. So you, we we're both at this point holding the baby girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and she came up and just started like ooing and eyeing at the baby you were holding
1: and like sticking and her then she started yeah in her
0: face and then on her, like she was like rubbing her face and rubbing her head mm-hmm. and like touching our baby yeah.
1: and she seemed to me she seemed drunk,
0: very yes, and then she came over to me and started doing the same thing to the girl I was holding she reached her arm out and she had track marks all up and down her arms I'm like oh boy and so I first of all I was Harper was crying so I let her keep crying like I pretended to soothe her but I didn't and then I just got up and walked out and went to the car yeah. um, and that was because I had to get our baby wipes so I could <laughs> wipe our babies down
1: Yeah, because she was, like, touching her head. Like, rubbing her head, yeah,
0: rubbing them across her head, Mm -hmm. like, her hands across the head, rubbing their cheeks. Mm -hmm. And, I mean. And she wouldn't leave. Like, I swear
1: she stood there for five to ten minutes. Like, I. I
0: mean, it was at a point where I said things like, okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I think her husband even said, "Let's go." And she's like, oh. And she like got really close to her when I was holding, and like she was almost like she was like talking in tongues to our baby. She was like, A bit, "Yeah." Bit. I'm like, "Because uh, she was drunk, she was cracked out on something." Like, I'm guessing meth or something like that. But um do you shoot up meth? She shot up something. Hmm. I don't know, Ugh. but you know, it was one of those like. I don't know if I would have... I know I was... I, I kind of held back because your dad and Ronit were there. I don't and think I didn't, they would have cared. And I didn't want my temper to come out. Yeah. I mean, my parents have seen my temper. You've seen my temper. I just didn't know what to do at that point, you know? And
1: Yeah, I totally don't think they would have cared. You're just kind of protecting I was, I, your kid.
0: Yeah. Um, but I tend to, like, overreact, too.
1: You do, but I don't think you would have been overreacting in that situation. Oh. I'm surprised I didn't Get say your anything. hands off my baby! Yeah. yeah. The things you think you'll do in those situations, you don't do because you're just so
0: stunned that... That was it. You know, just dumbfounded. And so, I mean, at that point, I didn't even know, like... You know, our babies are still vulnerable and they are still like a compromised health system comparatively speaking to other babies. You know, they were born seven and a half weeks early. They are in the 20th percentile. But then again, we did bring them to a restaurant. So. Yeah.
1: I. I. Yeah. I don't even know. I still am kind of dumbfounded by the situation.
0: Yeah. But, you know, like, I don't think she even would have listened If I would have said, don't touch. No. I mean, at that point, it's almost like somebody, maybe we have like a code word moving forward, like Mm -hmm. ruby red sneakers or slippers. Well,
1: I mean, I'm sure if we would have gotten up and walked out, they would have
0: like... Yeah. No, but if I would have said like, oh, mom, look, it's a snuffleupagus. She would have been like, okay, that's the hint. I need to go find management. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you that know like would have been- I think we need to have a code word. <laughs> All right, recently we were uh just talking about our schedules with the babies. Mm-hmm. Um and how it's changed. It's went from 3-hour feedings to now they're sleeping 12 hours a night. Um but I wanted us to feature
1: So wait a second. As we say that, Pat and Julie, remember that they will sleep 12 hours a night. Yes. I promise you. Um,
0: exactly, they will. It may not be
1: tomorrow, but they will.
0: But if you can get them to sleep tomorrow, twelve hours, you probably have something on your hands. Oh you yeah, probably, totally market that. Yeah, sell that as something. <laughs> um, but this one was from I, th- I think from my best judgment, like when they were on six months old. Um, but it's us talking about their daily schedule. So, um, when they were, you know, we we're still feeding them at like eleven o'clock at night. But then they're waking up at five or six in the morning. So I'm glad we don't feed them in the middle of the night anymore.
1: Oh, yeah. I was talking with, because there was a girl, I think I told you this, there was a girl at work that had a set of twins a couple months ago. Actually, right about the time that our girls were born, last year. Um, But they were born this past year. Anyways, moving on. Yeah. she, the girl behind me, saw her husband in the store and was like, "You just look really tired." And she's like, "How did you do it?" And I'm like, "I, I don't remember how. <laughs> like, it was you a just blur. forget about it. You kind and of you just, like, you well, just
0: do it." And we also didn't like, you know, it was just to get by for those first couple months. Mm-hmm. You know, it yeah, wasn't like it was we weren't
1: strictly survival.
0: Yeah, we weren't like trying to make time to have an hour at the gym each and no. make sure we take cook an hour and a half long meal or anything like that. So. Um, it was pretty much sleep, feed, sleep, feed, hopefully shower, sleep, yeah, feed. Yeah,
1: maybe not. Yep. Showers were optional. S- yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean, it was, a, it like you said, it was a blur. and, But, yeah, so this next part is from episode 32 um, from the Twining Podcast. What our schedule is right now
1: um, and how
0: we came about this.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, there's a little bit of wiggle, but it's like they'll get up each morning at 6, they'll go to bed at 6-ish, maybe a little bit later. Um, you'll feed them in the middle middle of the night, like at 10 or 11, right before you go to bed. And then um, during the day, it's usually like 9, between 9 and 10 that they'll eat. And then like 1, one two. 2... um. You know, like then, I said, there's a little flux,
0: but and it seems to. And then, you know, when I you feed them at six in the morning, I usually have them laid down in like for a nap before I leave by eight. Mm-hmm. And then my mom, if she's here, will wake them up like nine forty-five ish and feed them. And then they'll take another nap a little bit later. Um, but then they're usually we make sure that they're up around four ish for the most part. You know, they might take a little cat nap during the day and my mom, Mm what'd she call it? Like their happy hour or Mm -hmm. where she might give them an ounce or two to hold them to the feeding at 6 Mm PM. Because then we do, we go in hard with our, like a six ounce feeding at Mm -hmm. 6 PM and that will send them to 10 or 11. I usually, when I wake them up at 10 or 11, I have to wake them up and they are only maybe eating three to four ounces, but that's enough usually to get them to 6 AM. Yeah. Sometimes it's been five. But that's also comes into play about a little bit earlier when I feed them. So, mm-hmm. and I feel like the girls know it's bedtime. Mm-hmm. Like right now, I mean they they cried for like five minutes.
1: Oh, not even.
0: Yeah, and they're out. <clears throat> and moving on, keeping the show on the road. You
1: didn't give me a warning of what episode this was. I don't
0: know. This is a good episode, though. It's one of our popular ones. Um, It's with Fifi uh, from Apple Twin. She was so nice. Yeah, she was awesome. And so, moving um, to the next clip is going to be the part that we highlighted is the part, almost the reason we decided where we wanted to have her on the show is um, she had made a post on Instagram and we wanted her to share her Mm-hmm. Um, tips and tricks for nursing mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, she like you said, she was really nice and really good to talk to. Oh, yeah. Um, it's always great to hear from her. Insightful and, and, and mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, so this is episode 34 with Fifi from Apple Twinning. Um, hope you guys enjoy.
4: I, along the way, kind of created all of these great, um, I found things that worked for me. Um, And I've seen there's some commonality to it. There's a lot of things that seem to work for a lot of people, but it's, you know, sort of, okay, I have to do these things every day and they have seemed to create the most. Now I would say sometimes production has a lot to do with it too. I mean, you know, you could do all of these things and there's a possibility it still might not work, you know, Mm -hmm. but um, I think it's the, you know, doing these things, when you're in the hospital and starting this kind of um, plan, you know, especially for the for the twin moms that you have um, that are your listeners that are currently pregnant, um, you know, they intend to breastfeed, but they need to also know that they're going to want to pump because they're going to want to have help, mm-hmm. you know, f- feeding um so yeah there are all these things do you want me to go down that list or do you want to sure
1: do you want to just you know okay. read out read off sure. some of your
4: tips
0: i printed it sure, off too sure, so we sure. can follow through it's, mm-hmm.
4: uh... sure sure well you know so the the one of the biggest things is to take care of yourself um and i know that we're you know as new parents you're constantly worried about your kid but also you have to realize if you don't take care of yourself you're not going to be able to produce enough milk to um feed those babies so you know getting some rest when you can whether it's just sleeping between you know when they're sleeping um, I have found that when I get more sleep I produce more milk um, definitely hydrating drinking a lot of water Gatorade juice whatever you can get your hands on I found that I drink two thirty-two ounces of Gatorade every day and that's a lot of salt and a lot of sugar but It seems to work for me. And on days when I don't drink enough Gatorade, um, I don't produce as much. Um, Also, eating a ton of calories. And, you know, after you have a baby, especially twins, you want to lose that weight. You're ready to lose that weight. But I found on days that I don't eat enough, I don't produce enough. So I have a tendency now to have that hamburger if I think i need the calories that day um or <laughs> have that extra hash brown at mcdonald's because i know that when i eat more i will produce more milk um
0: that hash brown sounds really see. good right now <laughs> oh,
4: so good so, um, <laughs> so good. quick
0: question um, Go ahead. again i don't this is kind of an odd topic for me to, but it's a good for the husband's perspective. For the Gatorade, and I'm kind of the one that wants to break it down. Is there a specific flavor that you use? I don't know because I know some oh. Gatorades are different, and I know just giving everybody. Oh my god! <laughs> like, is it a G two? Is all it the full force? All the info. Uh,
4: no, so I just get whatever flavors I like, okay. and um, I go to like Kroger. So, and I actually I go back and forth between. Gatorade and Powerade, whatever's on sale that week. Okay. So, usually, like one of them will be on sale for, you know, buy 10 for, you know, 50 cents or something like that at the local. And I call it our local grocery is Kroger. Um, so, I know that they have different names across the country, but um, the Kroger usually has it on sale like for 10 for, um, you know, 50 cents a piece or something like that. So, I get whatever's on sale. Whatever flavors I like, and just make sure that I drink two of those thirty-two ounces in addition to, you know, um, big things of water. You know, thirty-three ounce bottles of water. I drink like two of those a day. Oh wow.
0: it's a lot of liquid.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, lots, lots of fluids, lots of fluids for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so back to back to the good old list. Um, so um, making time to pump. So especially when you're trying to create um, milk at the very beginning after you have your your infants, it's important to create a schedule for yourself, kind of like when you're planning to feed them at the beginning when you're still, you know, with twins, a lot of times they're still smaller, so we have to wake them up to feed them. Um, So create a schedule for yourself, whatever that is. In the beginning, they really recommend every two and a half to three hours, but give yourself time um, and kind of... That that schedule, power pumping is a really good thing in part of that schedule. Now, power pumping is um, where you pump either once or twice a day. Um, You power pump, and it's set up to where you pump for 20 minutes, stop for 10. Pump for another 10, stop for 10, and then pump for another 10. So it eats up about an hour of time, um, but it stimulates production. So it's kind of like cluster feeding if you were to breastfeed, and so it it kind of replicates that sort of thing in the body. It kind of tricks the body into thinking that you're breastfeeding, and um, it gets production up. So I found, like, if I feel like my production is kind of low for whatever reason, that we all power pump and throw a power pump in, and it gets it back to where it needs to be. Awesome. Um, so at the beginning you kind of need to pump eight times a day and that's a lot but if you think about it you know if you really are intending to make this work you have to Um, I'm down to three or four times a day now and I pump for longer versus um, you know the 20 minute 30 minute increments that a lot of people you know tell you to pump I'd pump for like an hour but I, again, can get 40 to 50 ounces of milk, and it's worth it. You know, it saves a lot on formula um, every month. Right. Um, I take – oh, sorry. Do you want to – No, no, no. I'm just keep
0: this? going.
4: Just kind of going through my list. Um, supplements. I take supplements. Um, so there's a couple that they recommend if you look at the blogs. Uh, the one that I use is Mother Love, um, and it's – it's uh, sorry, it's Make Milk Plus by Mother Love, and it has um, fenugreek, which is a really big one that they recommend. Um, and then I also take something called le- lectin, which helps you um, kind of not get clogged up, which is you know something you don't want to get mastitis. Um, so it kind of helps just keep keeping things moving along. Um, let's see what else. Um, I try to have everything ready. Um, to, to pump um, the day before or, you know, like if I'm planning to, you know, have a lot of stuff going on the next day, I keep a tiny little fridge, one of those like six pack cooler fridges that are like 30 bucks on Amazon in our um, bathroom connected to the master. And I keep all of my pump parts in there and just wash them every, every day or every other day don't tell anybody I said that, but you know, I just, <laughs> I my kids and I know that I'm clean. So I feel like, you know, I can get away with it every other day, but I right. keep all my pump parts in there so that I don't have to, cause washing every single time is so time consuming. <laughs> it's just not
0: realistic. Oh, so you, put just not it, realistic. so you put it in the fridge. Yeah, well, that makes yeah. Sense. yeah.
4: Yeah. And so everything stays clean and it just, you know, I just take them off, put them in there and then, you know, if I'm, especially when I was pumping in the middle of the night, it would be so easy to just like have that. And then I would have extra bottles and everything ready to go so that I would have to like go downstairs, go get all my pump parts, you know, and have to eat up extra time to, um, to all that. So when I also, I bought, um, storage bottles, which I, you know, some people really like these bottles, but I bought some cheap storage bottles at Walmart that, work on the medella parts so that i would always have bottles clean to pump whenever i needed to so i would use extra you know have an extra set of flanges all this stuff and mind you it is kind of an investment to get all this but it's worth it to save me time and energy to not have to wash stuff all the time it's yeah. just, it just is it's it yeah it just helps my sanity a little bit <laughs> um something i found that really helps is um heat and massage so if i am able to i'll take a hot really hot shower before i pump because it seems to help like um get the milk flowing um i will also massage or if i'm not going to shower i will use hot washcloth and um rub <laughs> rub to get things going because um, I found that when I do that I um, get more milk. Um, There are these great um, little things that they sell on Amazon Um, they're called um, it's by this company that sells like milk bags and I'm I'm probably going to slaughter the name Langso Langso? Am I saying it right? L-A-N-S-I-N-O-H I do you know how to say it? I, I don't
1: know how to say it, but I know what you're talking about.
4: Okay. So they have three-in-one breast therapy pads, and you can get them cold, you know, if you are in pain. Or I use them, and I heat them up in the microwave for, like, 30 seconds. It tells you not to do it that long, but I do it 30 seconds. And then I put them on the outside of the phalange. And when I'm pumping, it just kind of helps things keep going. And a lot of times I can get extra letdowns because of the heat.
0: All right. Another guest that we had that's another popular episode um, was when we spoke with Melissa D. Arabian.
1: Yeah, that was that was awesome. Was, Very, I mean, she had some really good tips about like, you know, keep like pre-made food in your fridge, fridge and mm-hmm. like just take bites of it and, you know, make meals out of that pre-made food and yeah. stuff that I hope that pretty much everybody can use, not just twin parents, but. I thought that was, Yeah. Like, I was really sad she didn't have a wine recommendation for me, but, you
0: know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it's amazing to see, you know, and it's, I think it's good to see too. She has four kids. Oh, yeah. Two of which are twins, um, obviously, criteria for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but for how much she's still doing now, you know, so it's oh, like yeah. she, she not only survived, but she's like owning it oh yeah uh, she was just recently on another show on the food network and um it's been fun watching her you know on various platforms and stuff like that
1: she had another good tip for us about the diapers like send the cheap diapers to daycare well that's what i had
0: said she was saying yeah she was talking about using the cheap diapers when you're um
1: like at daycare and like mm -hmm. using the more expensive ones at home
0: you know, or when you have to go longer periods mm-hmm. of time. And, yeah. And we've noticed that, too, recently when we've went, we've been playing around with different diapers due to this diaper Diap rash, rash from, from hell. hell. <laughs> um, I'm on the process of trademarking that, too. <laughs> but um, we've went, I think we've tried almost every diaper that you can find. Mm-hmm. And some of those diapers don't, aren't even like yeah. three hours and they're done. Yeah. Um, and then some of the other diapers are like twelve hours and they're yeah, still good. Yeah, like dead.
1: the seventh generation ones, they were leaking at night. It was
0: good to have them because they're healthy. They were easy on the girl's bottoms, but you had to change them almost three times as much as yeah. it, like the Target brand.
1: Yeah, the honest ones, of course, were the best, but they I mean, were we four times up. the price. Yeah.
0: It was hard, you know. It's like I think I figured it out it was like forty-one cents a diaper. Yeah, which. It's tough. It's that's. I mean, it's
1: like you're shitting on money.
0: <laughs> Literally a dollar a time when you you're cloaking the babies. So, um, so yeah, this next episode that we're gonna show is when we talked with Melissa D. Arabian, um, whom you probably um have seen on the Food Network cooking channel, all that stuff. Um, this is episode thirty-six. A couple of thoughts
3: on that.
6: So one is, um, know that this level of um lack of time is um is but for a season so it won't always be this way um you um your heart will be in it 100 percent, as i alluded to earlier um but in terms of the logistics the logistics will get easier um and so it, i remember you know in that first year or two feeling like you know, people would say, oh, I just need 15 minutes of your time to do whatever. And I thought, are you kidding me? Do you have any idea what 15 minutes means to me? Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Like
6: 15 minutes, I I probably get 40 minutes to myself in a full day. And that's including showering time and whatever. So if you want 15 minutes of my time, you're essentially asking for, you know, 40% of my day. And I'm sorry, I think 40% of my day is a very big ask. (laughs) So, you know, no. Um, So, you know, so I, I understand where that like 15 minutes can feel like, oh my gosh, you know, I did, you know, or like an hour to yourself, but that just feels like impossible and like a pipe dream and like you'll never see it again. So you will, you will, you know, we do see that again. And that, so the good news is, um, it won't freak us out to have to spend 30 minutes cooking dinner or whatever, um, you know, forever. Not that life isn't busy, but, but that won't be forever. Okay. So that said, you know, um, you know some some actual sort of techniques and strategies that you can come kind of take with you. Um, one is having a pantry that's stocked with what I call um, um, inexpensive convenience food, um, because I'm thinking that you're also thinking, well, we also don't want to, you know, order in, mm-hmm. you know, right. whatever a fancy meals every night, which of course would solve the problem, but then you know, who's going to send your kids to college? <laughs>
3: um,
6: so, you know, having some inexpensive um, and relatively healthy, convenience food, I think, is a great strategy. And I'll give you some examples. I like having some shelf-stable pantry items that I can pull together into a meal really quickly. And some of my favorites are canned fish. I love, like, canned tuna or even canned salmon. Um, I love canned sardines. I know that's not for everybody. Um, but whole-grain pasta. Like, if you get the ones that have, um, like, legumes in them and, you know, have omega-3 fatty acids and have, um, you know, you look at the protein level, you know, they have, you know, six and seven and eight grams of protein per serving. So you don't need to pull out meat and thaw it out and turn this into an hour-long project. My goodness, I don't spend an hour on cooking dinner, um, you know, in my current family situation, and, and I totally could. So, um, so yeah, I would definitely get out of the the one hour um, cooking situation and get into you know what have a have have most of your meals be 30 minute meals, and you know what have have a 15 minute meal solution. And I think um, the Shelf Stable pantry items help with that. So the tuna, the whole grain pasta, um, I love canned beans, um, and I also always have um, some backup marinara sauces. Um, I always buy the ones without sugar, but, um, as long as I have the ones without sugar, I feel really good about having them on my, um, in my pantry and I can pull them out in a pinch. You know, you don't have to make homemade sauce every time the family has tomato, that's okay. Um, and the other thing that I do once a week and I did it when I had babies and I do it now is I always make like a big batch of some sort of grain, usually quinoa or brown rice like those are kind of my go-tos and i make a big batch of that like whenever i can like i have a rice cooker and um and i have a thing that i put my quinoa and i do that in the microwave but i like you can literally dump that all together in under two minutes and um and then let it cook you know for whatever you know half an hour or whatever you know brown rice a little longer quinoa shorter but um i make a big batch of it and i stick it in the fridge and then I literally can scoop it out and turn it, you know, into something sweet with, like, fruit and maple syrup and um, and I have breakfast. Or I can just chop up a cucumber and put it on top and, you know, put in a little bit of vinegar and oil or lemon juice and, like, mix it up. And I've got, like, suddenly this, like, really quick salad. Or I can use it, like, I could just, like, heat up marinara sauce and, like, pour it on top and, Add some cheese, and I've just made, like, a substitute of, like, pasta. Um, or uh, the other thing I love to have is, like, canned beans. I love having, um, like, canned black beans particularly. But I will take – I'll make, like, a really quick, like, green bowl. And, like, a grains and green bowl greens bowl. I'll pull out a bowl. I'll go into the fridge, get a scoop of – you know, i get my, like, half cup, like, scoop, half cup um, thing. I will, like, scoop a half a cup of that, pop it into the bowl. Add in, you know, some greens. I buy the, um, like the pre-washed spinach greens that they last a solid week in the fridge. I just mm-hmm. buy a tub of that organic, whatever the clamshell stick in the fridge. I take a handful of that, plop it on top. And then I decide, usually I go either Mexican or I go um, Italian. This is <laughs> sort of like my, um, you know, my, my 10 minute dinner, um, plan. But if I go Mexican, I, you know, get out some black beans, put a quarter cup in there pour on some salsa, put on some, you know, a little bit of cheese on top. And like, I'm good to go. Like that will be my dinner. And that's totally fine. I've got vegetables. I've got carbohydrates. I've got complex carbohydrates. I've got fiber. I've got protein. I've got minerals in there. Like I've got everything I really need. So I, you know, I think, um, and if I want to go to Italian then I just heat up some marinara sauce and then stick it in, there. I just, you know, it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be an hour long dinner. Um, and I think that if it's an hour long dinner, it's going to get frustrating and stressful. And, um, you know, there may be a season where you're having 20 and 30 minute dinners and twice a week having a 10 minute dinner. And that's fine. And then when you do do the hour dinner, like you decide you're going to make lasagna or you're going to make whatever, you know, make, make twice of it and stick some in the, in the freezer. Like, get, you know, kind of get into this idea that every time you're going to cook an actual meal, you're going to cook double of it and just make twice of it and then and then you have your own sort of um frozen um food in the
5: freezer
0: all right we just um you had mentioned them a few segments ago oh yeah but this next part is going to feature a little bit of our conversation with julie and patrick and at the time julie was pregnant with twins
1: she was pregnant
0: and at this time of the recording, I'm happy to say they are the proud parents of two healthy boys. Yeah. Um, And it's been kind of uh, exciting to see how everything's going and hearing from them on the, you know, like questions and what they're going through and giving me flashbacks and oh, Yeah. So, but I, you know, like you said. It gets better. And it, it, and it also isn't something that takes a year to get better. No, nope, it
1: isn't. Though, at the time, it feels like it will take mm-hmm. but, you know, millions of years to get You that. know,
0: we were talking about it um, this, w- this past week, about the feeding times. And it was taking us almost like half the time that we had to feed them, mm-hmm. clean them. But you just start getting better and more efficient at yeah. stuff. And remember, we had all those pump parts. So we didn't have to clean those pump oh, parts yeah. every time.
1: Yeah, and we finally figured out how to feed them both together. Like, yep. that's... You know, that
0: was a nice thing. And that's hard when the babies are tiny. Yeah, but... and
1: it's hard when you're if you're trying to nurse. But mm-hmm. once we, like, were able to get them, like, because we were, like, they were back-to-back on boppy for a while, right? And, yeah. like, one of us would feed them. And then they were in their bouncers. And it was just, once we figured that out, we were, one of us was able to feed them. And then the other one would sleep through one of the feedings. So we got, like, six hour stretches, right?
0: Yep. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those, like, you might not get four hours of sleep but you might get two hours here, two hours here, two hours here, two hours here, two hours here. here. So yeah, it will get better. Yeah. Congratulations again. Yeah. We really
1: enjoyed talking to you.
0: And we look forward to talking to you guys in the coming year on how things are going. Yeah. So this next episode um, is with Julian Patrick. um, And that's from episode 39 on the twinning podcast.
1: you guys get to the point where you felt like one of you could handle both of the girls for a while on your
0: own? I think last week. Uh-huh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. I mean,
1: he went back to work. I think I had four weeks left of maternity leave or five weeks left of maternity leave um, when he went back to work. And, you know, the first couple of days were hard. Um, but I think at that time, like, after that it was pretty we got into a routine and yeah we were able to make it through the day
0: so i would say probably 8 weeks a couple months okay. if and i mean yeah cuz i remember i let i took off a couple times at the end of my leave to give you a little training yeah and i ex- not training but like a Dry or dress rehearsal or something. Yeah,
1: and to be honest with you, it probably would have happened sooner, but I didn't. I wasn't really alone for the first few weeks, so you know, I I didn't have to transition to being able to take care of them on my own. Yeah, you know, and I
0: think we started doing the night feedings, like alternating night feedings, Mm -hmm. probably within like the the second week that they were home.
1: Oh, because oh. that helped because then we got, I forgot about that. We got like six hour blocks of sleep, yep. which was nice. Yeah. And you fed them in their, their rock
0: and in thing. the rocking place? No, we would take them out and uh, feed them in their bouncers. So I would, oh, wow. if, yeah, like, yeah. it was my shift. I would at 3 a.m. I'd wake them up. I'd grab like Harper quickly change her diaper and throw her in the, Not throw her, but put her into the <laughs> I bouncer. I need to just be specific if there's anybody nuts listening to this. And then Charlotte <laughs> would do sure. the same. I'd like go and grab her quickly, change her. This dang thing is acting up again. And um, we would then go and throw her in the bouncer, and she would um, then just feed him and then put him back to bed. So our next guest, um, we had a really awesome conversation oh, yeah. with and that was laura owen um she's also a parent of twins that are a couple of years older than our girls mm-hmm. um she has like, a charlotte too doesn't she? she does and um she's also an entrepreneur starting uh, or she's yeah. the owner of a gym and um we had a really good conversation and i will say the one thing she said that really hit home for us was about their Um, waking them up in the middle of the night Oh yeah! and we stopped doing that. We stopped really paying attention, not paying attention to them, but we let them cry for a little bit Mm -hmm. and ever since, ever since that podcast, our girls (laughs) knock on wood have slept 11 to 12 hours a night. Mm -hmm. The only times they wake up is if we're going to change their diaper quick, Mm -hmm. but, um, that was an excellent conversation we had with her. Um, yeah.
1: I'm really sad when I went to Salt Lake that I didn't stop by. I was like with my boss, but I should have stopped by the gym there.
0: If you go out there again him. without yeah. your boss, yeah. It'd be kind of weird. Yeah. Bringing your boss to that yeah, gym, he- a girl's gym. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey dude. Well, he's British though, right? Yeah, I wouldn't care but. Yeah. So this is episode 43 with Laura Owen.
2: You know, every everyone, well, myself included, everyone has an opinion. And you really just have to find what works for you and your family. We are super scheduled. Like, we have to leave family events by, you know, 630 or 645 because we have a set schedule. I love that my kids sleep 12 hours straight through the night. And I don't want to screw with that. So, you know, but that, that's what works for us. And it really is just find what works for you. Find you're happy. If you're happy, you're sleeping, That then that's, you know, you can't ask for much more.
0: Yeah, we just got to get them to sleep longer, so maybe we got to keep them up later.
2: I believe strongly that they're they're playing you. Yeah. Like, that nighttime feeding, they don't need it. They yeah. love they love it, because they love to see, you know, dad or mom <laughs> come in, and they're, they're playing you. <laughs> I don't know if we know each other well enough to, like, for me to really accuse you. Like no. That. I don't mean it that way at so
0: all. We tried not feeding them for, like, a week or two, a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago, and... Where we run into the issue is them then crying for like 15, 20 minutes um, where they – and then you feed them. And then next thing you know, it's like 4.30 in the morning. Now do I go to bed or do I just stay up and go to work? Right. And so it's kind of so, like – a ugh.
2: So they cried for 20 minutes and then you went in. Is that right? Probably. We can't go in now. They know they got to cry for twenty minutes, and then you're gonna come in.
0: I know when you're saying the seven minute counter, we looked at each other because I think our rule was, if they cried for fifteen minutes, then we'd start the timer for ten minutes or something like that.
2: Hey, everyone has their own timer situation. I totally get it. You guys are awesome.
0: And it's you know, and they cry like you said. They, I feel like they, um, was it last night? I think one of them just startled herself up. Because oh, I went no. and picked her up and she was like shaking, but she wasn't hungry. Yeah, um,
2: or like bad dreams. Mm-hmm. I swear the girls they really do have bad dreams even at you know itty bitty ages. So it's so sad.
0: What would be a bad dream for a, a baby like?
2: Right, mommy leaving. That's what I, yeah. I'm convinced. <laughs> That's what's it gotta be like. What the else bottle is rolling be? away. Just like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Exactly. Oh my gosh.
0: So you guys also moved then with twins as babies.
2: Yeah. So they were I think ours were eight months. They were Uh just getting to the point Charlotte was starting to crawl and Lily was not yet crawling.
0: You have a Charlotte. They were like she's
2: scooting. I know. We have a Charlotte too. I love that. That's awesome. And my friend's baby is Harper. I uh-huh. have two friends that Davies are Harper, but none, neither of them are twins. Yours is the only Harper twin I know. So. Yeah, awesome. Um, so yeah, so we did a move. Uh we are still in process of kind of renovating our house that we're in now, but the one thing that had to happen was the girls room as as you know. Mm-hmm. Uh so we actually moved into a little like an Airbnb, little town home for 2 weeks and we were there in transitions. So my husband had like the two-week timeline to get the room done, which he did. Uh, nothing else got done, but the room got done. That was the most important. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was quite the process, uh, just the whole thing of moving. Like we, we did. We had this big, beautiful home and kind of looked at each other and said, like, is this going to get us closer to the things we want to achieve or is this kind of hold this big mortgage payment holding us back? And we just, like, took a really active step to say, let's get a smaller house get a smaller payment and let's funnel that money into the next like the dream. Whatever that is. And and you know, kind of long story short, it that led us to the gym and getting to, you know, finance that dream. But had we not moved out of that big house, we couldn't have done it. So, you know, hindsight, it all worked out.
0: Well this has been fun kinda taking a look back memory lane. Is that kind of how you say it?
1: Yeah. I think so.
0: It's been fun. And this has been a, a great reason to do this podcast. It's mm-hmm. kind of a cool way to look back at how um how the years yeah. gone. And I mean
1: that was the whole point of doing the podcast in the beginning was mm-hmm. to kind of be able to capture those memories and how you felt at that time, right?
0: Yeah. I mean I if, mean there's some if you can go back onto a couple of the other episodes like episodes like seven, eight, nine, ten, um, there's times there where you're upset, you're not feeling well, um, you're very sad, you're scared. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this has been a... And then there's been episodes recently where we're so freaking excited and happy about everything that's Mm -hmm. going on, and then there's times where we're just exhausted. Yeah. Um,
1: We're constantly exhausted. I mean, like, kind of get used to the exhaustion. I mean, I pretty much have a sleep debt for thousands of hours, but... For uh, thousands of hours, Mm but...
0: I don't know. I just... It's been a a great year. Mm-hmm. So
1: so, any big tips? Like, I mean, I know we've given tips, tried to give tips most episodes, but mm-hmm. anything big? Like looking back on this year, anything you would tell everybody?
3: Um,
0: I don't know. I looking back, it's. Like, I look at the babies like health wise. We've taken them to the doctor many times. And I would encourage people if you ever think you need to take your kid to the doctor, take your kid to the doctor. Yeah. You know, they're at an age where you, they can't tell you if they're sick or not. You gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta trust your instinct and instead of saying, oh, let's, hold it off a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just thinking about that recently when we just decided to take Charlie to the doctor because we thought she might have like an ear infection. And sure enough, she had an ear infection.
1: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a bad one. It wasn't a bad one,
0: but the doctor said this could be going in one way or the other. And if it's getting bad, it's going to be bad. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess another tip would be um, definitely 100%. If you're going to buy clothing... Like just like daily clothing, I mean, you can buy your cutesy stuff over wherever you want, like the Gap and the pretty stuff. But um, if you're gonna be like going out to buy like onesies and pants and um, jumpers and stuff, just simple everyday clothing, go to a resale because it's amazing a how dirty kids can make clothing. Ugh, kids are so b gross. how quickly they grow out of them. Um, I really don't know how much clothing we actually have bought outside of a resale. I
1: don't think we have. I don't think we bought much. Because people much.
0: will give you so much clothing. Yeah. Um I don't know. I and we've stained so much clothing. I would have oh, felt yeah. awful if we're spending 10 bucks on an outfit. Yeah. And the resale clothing's all great and and you can sell it turn around sell it back.
1: Yeah. I mean, I looked in the closet with all the resale stuff and I was like, we have so many because we keep it all in like diaper boxes, like mm-hmm. old diaper boxes. And we have so many old diaper boxes worth of clothes or for, of clothes that we need to sell. Yeah. That I haven't tagged like that yeah. we'll need to sell the next one. It's crazy.
0: What tips do you have?
1: I think I've already talked about my one. Like, you know, just thinking of people that are new parents, like it. It gets
0: better. 100%. It gets better. It's fun. Yeah. We enjoy every moment of it. And if
1: you're those parents that it's not terrible, then, oh my gosh, that's fabulous for you. But, I mean, for us, it was It It was was very rough. It was very, I mean, I think we may have said it like, we don't hate you, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean.
0: It's just very trying at times. It is
1: very trying.
0: I guess another tip would be something we mentioned before, um, but definitely set up that college savings account for oh, the yeah. kids or some type of savings account um, while they're young. You know, I went back and forth because I wasn't necessarily sold on saving in a like saving an account for them strictly for college. Like, thought it might be something nice to save for, like a house payment or um, you know, down down payment and stuff. But um, the plan we selected you know they will be able to take money out if they get scholarships and stuff and it's Mm -hmm. just one of those like money we put in now will be like almost quadrupled by the time that they need it so right but yeah let's have a great 2018 yeah hope you guys this was a fantastic year yeah i hope everyone has an excellent 2018 and if you ever have questions or comments uh reach out to us you can find us just by googling the twinning podcast or um Look us up on Instagram or Facebook. So you guys have a great happy new year. Bye guys. Cheers.